Welcome, my beloved friends. Welcome to our Hope Kingdom Ministry, where we give you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. And beloved, today, I guarantee you, I promise you, I'm going to be giving you something more to think about. Today's subject is very touchy, very serious. And I have to admit, there are a lot of people that get upset with me about this. But I'm here to please the Father and to give the truth that has been revealed to me to his chosen few. And that's you, beloved, you here at Kingdom Ministry. Now, this has given you something to think about. You make up your own decision. You make your own decision. You make up your mind. My job is to give you the information. I am just the messenger. So before before we get into this serious message, asking the question, is it really Christmas? Which people like to think of like Christmas? Or is it really Christ crossed must? What do you think? Christmas, Christmas, or crisscross the masses? Crisscrossmas. Let's pray. Oh precious Heavenly Father, I submit myself to you, spirit, soul, and body. I give you my mouth, my mind, my heart. Use me today. Use me for your purpose, to reveal your truth, to magnify you. Use me to be a barakah, which is a blessing in the hearts, in the ears of those that are listening. Some will reject. Some will be awakened. Some will be confused. Father, I'm just going to be the messenger. I'm leaving it up to you to plant this. I just plan to see you to water and do what you do. I'm just out of obedience. I said, teach me your truth. And I promised you that I would teach it and preach it when you give it to me. And as you can see, I'm a little uncomfortable because I know how people are about their Christmas. It is considered to be the most holy day, the, the best day, even the, the pagans, the non-believers celebrate it because it's big money, big money day for them. But Father, give me the compassion and the wisdom to give this message, this much needed message of truth so that they can make up their minds instead of hearing and only knowing one thing. Have your way with me. Have your way with the listeners, Father. Let your will be done. For I know that it's good for Yahusha, whom is called Jesus, is our shepherd, and we shall not be in want. I set aside all uncomfortableness, you know, because I don't like to make people feel bad or get them depressed. But if preaching or teaching the truth and pleasing you upsets someone, so be it. 
I give them to you and ask you to help them. Help me, Father. Help me. And I pray this and lay myself down at your feet in humility and obedience. In the name of my darling salvation, Yahusha Mashiach, he who is known as the Nazarene, as Jesus, the Messiah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto you, Yah. Praise you. Okay, beloved, are you ready? Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Let's get started. Christmas or Crisscross must. By the way, this is a teaching that I taught on my YouTube channel. Heart to Heart YouTube channel. So now, it's for you. First of all, beloved, Yahusha, known as Jesus, was not born December 25th. And everyone who went to seminary knows that for a fact. They just don't teach it in their churches for whatever reason. They know that. As a matter of fact, I even brought that up to a pastor and I asked him, you know that he was not born on December 25th. Why do you teach it in your church? And I can't remember his exact answer, but it was more like, in other words, um, they don't want to break the tradition. You know, they don't want to make any waves. That's what's being done. And I looked at him, I was, and I said, you know what, that's wrong. They got upset with me, <laughs> you know, but I just told him the truth, that is wrong. When you know the truth and you're not teaching it, that's wrong. Christmas, beloved, hold on. Christmas actually has nothing to do with the birth of the Savior. In fact, it is one of the biggest deceptions in Christianity. But before we get into that, let's see if the scripture says anything about it. Like Dr. Miles Monroe taught me, stick to the word to protect yourself. Go in the word. Okay. What does the scripture, what does it say about the Savior's birth? Let's read uh, Luke 2, chapter 2, verses 7 through 12. Luke 2, 7 through 12. I'll be reading from the King James Version. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of Yahuwah, the Bible says the Lord, came upon them, and the glory of Yahuwah, the Bible says the Lord, shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Yahusha Hamashiach. The Bible says, Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Okay. Well, excuse the noise from the book. I have my notes here. I ask you, why were the shepherds 
in the field at night. You know, shepherds are usually, they're out during the day. Why were the shepherds in the field at night? In my research, I found the shepherds are only in the field at night during the spring, called the month of Nisan, the, which is, I think, like from mid-March to mid-April, because that is the time the sheep give birth to the new lambs. Lamb's birth is very different from human birth. This is the only time they give birth. It is called the lambing season. So the shepherds are there to watch over and protect the newborn lambs from predators. Think about that. Doesn't it make sense for the lamb of Yah, whom you prefer to as the lamb of God, to be born during the same time when the shepherds are watching over the newborn lambs? That is how they were able to not only witness the births of the new lambs in their flock, but to witness the birth of the heaven-sent lamb of Yah. The Bible says the lamb of God. Otherwise, the shepherds would not have a reason to be in the field at night. Let that resonate. Think about that. There's a lambing season. They don't have born every nine months. I mean, once a year. a season where they give birth and the shepherds have to be there to protect them. Doesn't it make sense or does it make sense to you that the lamb of Yah would be born the same time as the lambs on the earth? Something to think about. You know, I used to think Yahusha, the one called Jesus, was born during the Feast of Tabernacles. That's what I thought. That's when Yah coming to be with man. That's what the Feast of Tabernacles represent. But in my research, I find I found that that couldn't be because every male was required to be in Jerusalem during this set-apart feast, which is an appointed, which is an appointment with Yah, an appointment with God would be in the Bible, called a holy day, which really in Hebrew is a set-apart day. And there is no way Joseph would disobey and not be in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, with all the other Yehudians, known as Judean, Judeans. And not only that, the Heavenly Father, the Most High Yah, would not have his son born in a time that would cause them to break the law and miss a mandatory appointment. Also, it is said that the priests will get their sacrificial lamb for the temple from Bethlehem. And the ultimate sacrificial lamb of Yah was born in Bethlehem. Did you know that? Food for thought, more, something to receive. They got their sacrificial lamb from Bethlehem, and that's where the lamb of Yah you may call the Lamb of God was born. I mean, our Father is so, I mean, he's so precise. You know, when they were accusing him, saying, you you can't be the, the Messiah because the Messiah will be born in Bethlehem. You know, 
and not come from Nazareth, you know, not be a Nazarene. And he never once, he didn't say, hey, I was only raised up in Nazareth. I was born in Bethlehem. He didn't defend, him, defend himself. He knew who he was. All right. Another question I want to ask. Were the three wise men at the manger? You know, they have the nativity scene, you know, and they have it, you know, big, nice, it's three wise men come and bring in frankincense, myrrh, and gold, you know, and bowing down in the cave, which, because it was not a, a, a barn, in the cave with the animals and the shepherds. Were they really there? Let's see. Let's read Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child. He was about two years old then. That's before I go any further. And when they were come into the house, not the stable, they saw the young child who was about two years old with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. Listen, it says it here. That's Matthew 2, 11. When they were come into the house. Now, why does the church and why do Christians have this nativity scene when they put the, the three wise men there in at the manger in a stable, which is really a cave? Why? That's a lie. Scripture says it right here. I'll read it again for you. Matthew 2, 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The wise men were not at the birth of the Savior. They weren't at the foot of the infant. They didn't see the infant. They saw the young child, which is different. He was about two years old then. In fact, they... They were astrologers called stargazers. They weren't wise men. Like they think, oh, they weren't religious. They weren't priests. They were astrologers called stargazers. That is why they knew how to follow the North Star. They were not prophets or kings. You know, the prophets and the priests, they didn't follow. They didn't, they didn't even know about the star. They didn't follow. It was stargazers, astrologers. Something more to think about, food for thought. Now let's go to the Christmas tree. Does scripture say anything about a Christmas tree? Christmas trees are in just about every church. Let's read Jeremiah, which would be in Hebrew, Yerm Yahu, Jeremiah 10, 1 through 4. Hear ye the word which Yahuwah, Bible says, the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Yasharal, O house of Israel. Thus saith Yahuwah, Bible says, the Lord, lean not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vain, for one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the, the axe. They deck it with silver 
and with gold, they fastened it with nails and with hammers that it moved not. What does that sound like to you? Does it sound like a Christmas tree? I'll read it again. For the customs of the people are vain. This is verse 3. For one cutteth the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen, with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold, like they do with a Christmas tree. They fasten it with nails, just like they do when you go into wood. Get a real Christmas tree, you hammer it to, with two pieces of wood to make it stand up, that it move not. That sounds like a Christmas tree, or does it to you? Now, I know someone say, well, it represents making an idol. Yes, you're right. And a Christmas tree represents an idol. Hello. Let's read Leviticus 18, 2 through 4. I'll read this in the NLT. Give the following instruction to the people of Yashorol. Bible says, people of Israel. I am Yahuwah Aluaka. Bible says, the Lord your God. So do not act like the people in Mitzrayim. The Bible says Egypt, where you used to live, or like the people of Canaan, where I am taking you, you must not imitate their way of life. You must obey all my regulations and be careful to obey my decrees. For I am Yahuwah, your Alua. The Bible says, I am the Lord your God. Let's read Deuteronomy 12, 29, 31. You heard that he's saying, don't imitate them. Don't follow their ways. Deuteronomy 12, 29 through 31. When Yahuwah, your Alua, Bible says, when the Lord your God goes ahead of you and destroys the nations and you drive them out and live in their land, some Bible says, destroys the nations the heathen, and you drive them out and live in their land, do not fall into the trap of following their customs and worshiping their gods. Do not inquire about their gods, saying, how do these nations worship their gods? I want to follow their example. 31. You must not worship Yahuwah, your Alua. Bible says the Lord your God the way the other nations worship their gods for they perform for their gods every detestable act that Yahuwah hates they even burn their sons and daughters as sacrifices to their gods and do you know his people Yashorol known as Israel they did they were started burning their babies to the God of can't think of his name now. I know Remtham is the star. They would sacrifice their babies, what, for good luck, for, for money. Well, you know, like people have abortions now to, because they figure, well, it's too hard. You know, I, it, it would hurt me financially or I can't. You know, I'm sorry, but that's what, it, that's what they have it representing. They burned their babies. December 25th has been someone's birthday for over 4,000 years. So it's not just the fact that it's not our Savior's birthday. It's the fact 
of whose birthday it really is that's being celebrated in ignorance? I'll read that again. December 25th has been someone's birthday for over 4,000 years. Nimrod was the first king on earth who built Babel, the, the Tower of Babel, and became the first mighty one. Mighty one means God, man. Mighty one is God. Nimrod. Nimrod was a descendant of Ham and Cush. This rebel wanted to shoot an arrow at Yahuwah. Your Bible will say, at the Lord from the top of the tower. Nimrod. Nimrod was born. His birthday celebrated December 25th. Not Yahusha Hamashiach, not whom you call Jesus Christ. Okay? Now let's go. The first sun king and why it matters. The Christmas myth exposes a 4,000-year-old lie handed down from ancient Babylon. Babylon, beloved. Because Nimrod was deified as the sun king. His birthday became celebrated each year as the sun began to return light and warmth to the northern hemisphere. Nimrod's name became babbled into every language as their sun deity, such as Ra, Zeus, Apollo, Krishna, Odin, and many others. Remember when our Heavenly Father came down and, and confused their language. They were speaking one language at first in the Tower of Babel, and he gave many languages. So it's the same God, pagan God, just a different name because the language. Languages were changed. Okay. Carrying on. When parents lie about Santa coming to bring them, your children, gifts, they have no idea they are telling their children about Nimrod, the first sun king. <laughs> now you can share the truth and stop living under the illusion almost every human born on this planet is born into. Children are told Santa is coming to their home every year. <laughs> when Yahushua returns to rule, Nimrod or Santa will not be spoken of ever again because Christmas is not about Yahushua. Christmas is not about Jesus. We should, and you know, I want to just Take a little rabbit trail here. You shouldn't teach your children to believe in Santa Claus anyway. Now, for me, it hurt me. I believed in Santa Claus, and I loved Santa Claus. I mean, they taught about Santa Claus in a church like Jesus. Santa Claus was nice and sweet and loving, just like Jesus. You know, and I grew to love him. But then when they told me, I was about 8 or 10, they told me he was fake. I was devastated. When they told me Santa Claus was fake, I was devastated. But see, what they didn't anticipate in my little mind, I said, so Jesus is fake too. I wonder how old will I have to be before they tell me Jesus is fake. I said, maybe I'll be 12. I waited at 12. They didn't tell me. Well, maybe I'll be 14 or 16. They didn't tell me. By the time when I was 17, 18, I was gone into show business. I left not knowing, not sure that he was real. It caused me to, to, to not believe in him. I got angry at Jesus. I said, I'm not going to believe in you because I'm not going to love you anymore because I'm not going to wait until they tell me you're not real, just like they told me Santa Claus wasn't real. 
That's true. And some people laugh about that. But hey, I went through a lot of things in my life that I, that I wouldn't have gone through if I had known and believed that Jesus, whom we called in, was real because I loved him. I went into drugs and to sex, abusive relationships and things. I went out into a world in the entertainment not knowing the truth, not sure, wondering when I'll find out he can't be all the way real. This is just something they teach. When do we find out? When are they going to break the news that he's fake? I just have to tell you that. Stop lying to your children. Santa Claus is, a, is an antichrist, okay? All right. All right. Let's hear. Christmas is Christ plus mass equals expistos. In Greek, meaning anointed. Mass in Latin means depart. So you put it together, anointed, depart. Christ plus mass equal what they made Christmas. Expistos mass, anointed, depart. The origin. Babel, or some say Babel. A celebration at least 4,000 years old at the time of the winter solstice. The sun was worshipped as the ascended Nimrod, reborn as Tammuz. That's why you, we used to say, you see the pictures with the halo. They say put the halo around the Savior. No, no, no. That's not halo. That's a symbol of the sun. Sun God. You know, in a lot of the Catholic and these places, they worship the sun. But S-U-N, not S-O-N. <laughs> Truth be known. The sun God, not the son of God. Second Timothy 4, 4 says, teachers will abandon the truth and turn aside to myths. And that has happened. That has happened. Here's something I found in my notes. Missionary adoption and revision. Revisionism. <laughs> okay, let me see. Let me see how to say his name. Dionysus Ex Exegus. Dionysus Exegus, I think is his name, a Scythian monk visited Rome in the year 525. He witnessed Rome's fertility festival of Sartinalia and was appalled by it. History tells us he modified the reason for the celebration. The whole world now thinks of December 25th as the birth of the Messiah, a revision mostly unexplored by most people. We live by only lies and myths passed down to us. I'll say that again. We live by only lies and myths passed down to us. Every popular celebration you can think of is directly inherited from pagan fertility worship from our ancestors. Paul was concerned that, this, that his work had been in vain among the Galatians. They were falling back into their old pagan traditions and special days. Their old tr pagan traditions and special days. He called their former pagan customs weak and miserable principles. 
Christmas is the sun god's day of worship. Winter solstice celebrations equals festivals, spending time with loved ones, feasting, singing, dancing, and fires. Before the late 1800s, Christmas was very wild and violent, was a very wild and violent celebration with drunkenness, rioting, and orgies. Mm -hmm. Keep listening. It got out of hand and was banned in many places. Christmas was banned in many places. Before the late 1800s, Christmas was very wild and violent celebration with drunkenness, rioting, and orgies. It got out of hand and was banned in many places. Oliver Cromwell took over England in 1645 and outlawed Christmas because it was so violent and perverse. Are you listening, beloved? You didn't know that, did you know? Christmas was outlawed. Christmas was orgies and drunkenness and violence. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. By popular demand, King Charles was restored to the throne and he restored the the celebration of Christmas. Christmas was not even a popular popular holiday in early America. The pilgrims, who we knew, I mean, the pilgrims who knew the true origin of the perverseness of the celebration, you know, they kind of cleaned it up in about 1620. Now, the pilgrims knew how perverse it was, but they, they, well, we're gonna, they're gonna dress it up, you know, dress it up and, and, and um, make it clean. This was uh, in about 1620. From about 1659 to 1681, the celebration of Christmas was outlawed in Boston, and you were fined five shillings if you were caught celebrating it. <laughs> Christmas was bind, was outlawed in Boston. You can look it up. Research it yourself. Don't believe me. Christmas was not made a federal holiday until June 26, 1870. Congress was in session December 25th, 1789 on the first Christmas under American Constitution. Let me read that again. Let it soak in. Christmas was not made a federal holiday until June 26, 1870. Congress was still in session December 25th, 1789 on the first Christmas under American Constitution. It wasn't even considered a real holiday. Winter solstice tree decorating started in Germany. Yeah. You know, they worship trees in Germany. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, that's about the, the first time. We have to do more. But, you know the song, Oh Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, da 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 da, your brands listening, circle, they're worshiping the Christmas tree. Beloved, did you know the Christmas tree is really a phallus? I'm sorry, but it is. It's a disgusting phallus. And you, do you know the wreath that you put on your door? Get ready, beloved. We're all adults. That represents a female sexual organ, and the candle in the middle represents the male sexual organ. It's all about fertility, sex. Why do you think 
What, why do you have to kiss under the mistletoe? You ever thought about that? You ever thought about that? So what do you believe? Now, I told you, I gave you some information. What do you check on? You know, just giving you food for thought. I, I, you, you decide. You just heard it wasn't even a, <laughs> it wasn't even a full holiday. It was banned. Christmas was banned because it was so evil about orgies and drunkenness and violence and rioting. And the 25th of December is not the Savior's day of birth. It's Nimrod, the sun god's birth, birthday that's celebrated, also known as Zeus and also known as Ra and also known as Apollo and Krishna, Odin and many others. We've got to put these fables and man's traditions and superstitions down because it will hurt you, beloved. He wants this out. Your heavenly father, when I say he, he wants the truth known. So then when you hear the truth, then you can't say, I didn't know. You are now accountable. And I, like I said, you don't have to believe me. Do your research. And, you know, I know I was, years ago, I was, because I knew, I've known this for years. I knew it wasn't his birthday for years. I've learned a, a lot more since then. And I was telling this young man that I said, and I was saying Santa Claus is an antichrist. I mean, look at, it's like, he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you're good or bad. Like, like, like God, like the father, right? And he says, well, we don't say Santa Claus. We call him, we say Father Christmas. And he thought that was better. We call him, he was, uh, I think he was from Lagos, in Nigeria, Father Christmas. Well, doesn't the Bible say call no one father? Father Christmas doesn't make it better. Beloved, who celebrated Christmas? Who, celebrate, who celebrated the birth of our Savior in Scripture? Can you name one? Did Paul, Peter, Luke, John, did Yahushua, the Savior himself? No. Like I said in the other messages, there were only two birthdays celebrated, you know, documented celebrated there were two kings two pagan kings and on their birthday someone died john the baptist got a head cut off and then the one of the with the baker and the wine taster was put in jail and one was set free and then the other hat was hanged and then there's in job when he talks about the sons going house to house on their day and it's believed to be talking about their birthday and then he wants to he, he pray and 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 repent for them because feeling that they probably offended the father and sinned. When are we gonna stop being children? Stop being dumb sheep led to slaughter. When are we gonna want and the truth to know the truth? I mean, a lot of people get upset with me. Please don't get upset with me. This is, remember, I promise on this podcast to give you things to think about. 
something more to think about. And that's why I say a whole kingdom ministry, we're not a ministry. We are just a branch from the kingdom of heaven. And as I was praying today, sitting at the altar, he let me know, yes, because I was saying, am I, am I, should I do this? Because actually, beloved, I didn't want, it's like I was saying, in my flesh, I didn't want to ruin people's Christmas. You know, and I was thinking, well, maybe if I give this message, I'll do it after they've celebrated Christmas. But he wanted me, I asked him, he wanted it now. So when you put up that Christmas tree and you put that pentagram, that five, that wicked five star on the top of your tree that represents Satan, and if one, if you hang it upside down, turn it upside down, it's witchcraft, the other one is Satanism, the star of Remphan. By the way, David didn't have a star, but the pagan god Rentham did. The scripture talks against star worship. He said he'd give him over to, the, to worship the host. There's nowhere where David had a star, but the god, the pagan god Rentham did. Something more to think about. Are you open for the truth? You know, I prayed. I said, Father, teach me your truth. Teach me your word by your root, by your spirit. Let me not be taught by man's traditions and superstitions. I want to know the truth. Oh, and beloved, it took some time. I prayed it for years, but he's been open to truth, and I had a hard time. I almost had a nervous breakdown, I tell you, when I started learning the truth about a lot of things. It was just too much. It was just too much to handle. It's like, well, what is true? I've been believing a lie of this. I mean, really... I, if you're not really grounded, it'll cause you to walk away from your faith. That's what happened to my son. He was searching for truth and he found some. And it was so much confliction, so many lies that we've been taught in Christianity. He walked away from it. The father has his whom you call, his set-apart spirit, whom you call the Holy Spirit, is the spirit of truth. Yahusha, the Savior, you call Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. So why are they embracing a lie when they know better? Coming out of seminary. That's why some, some of those pastors call it cemetery. Because they come out, they're not teaching the full truth. They know the truth about Christmas. They know the truth about Easter pagan Easter, which is in the Bible one time, but over 27 times is Passover. Easter is also another pagan fertility holiday where the women paint their bodies. The women, they have sex with the women. And you know where the eggs came from? The colored eggs. The priests would have virgins come and they would have sex with the virgins the altar and then they would sacrifice and cruise and kill the babies that were born before three months old and the blood on the altar and they would roll the eggs in there and then you got red eggs I didn't know I was going to mention that I'm sorry that's the truth and why do Christians you go with something that's in there one time one time through the whole scripture, but over 27 times, Passover. And 
Easter, there is a pagan goddess. Her name, they say, her name is Easter. She's the goddess of sex and um, orgies. That's why they have a rabbit, quick like a bunny, you know? A rabbit with chicken eggs. Ugh. I, I really am sorry to, to disappoint or make some of you angry with the truth. I wasn't even intended that, but I just told Father, let whatever he wants. You can reject it or you can receive it, but just don't throw the baby out with the bath water. And don't just stop listening to me because you don't like this one thing I said. Pray about it. Do you want the truth? If you really want the truth, pray about it and then ask your father your Heavenly Father, and listen to it. And then when you have the truth, what are you going to do? You know, me, I'm right now, I mean, as a vocalist, that's this is big money time. All the churches want you to sing Christmas songs, and even the, the parties or the weddings, they're going, they want Christmas songs. I will not sing Christmas songs. And I have some beautiful Christmas songs. And I have, oh, I have some, re- some recordings that I've done, beautiful. I will not do it anymore. I just tell them, no, I don't sing Christmas songs. It, it's cost me work. Yes, it has. I love But I just will not. I know what it stands for. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to compromise. It's been years since I celebrate Christmas. I don't. I celebrate the birth of our Savior every day. I think every day. Why would it just be one day? Well, beloved, I hope you still love me. (laughs) I hope you still stay here. But if you don't, that's okay. I still love you. Go in peace. If you do. Thank you for joining us here at A Hope Kingdom Ministry. Where we're giving you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. (laughs) And today was definitely one of those days for you to have something more to think about. We send you our love and we say, until we meet again. Y'all willing, of course. Shalom. Peace be with you.